We are waiting for the all important and bam, I love it. I say we're waiting for it and it shows up. How cool is that? Good morning, everyone. It is Wednesday and it's funny. Uh, some of the conversation is going to be a little bit different today because I actually titled on my own page. It is wealth, wellness, wake up. Wednesday, and I'll get to that in just a minute. But good morning, everyone. I am Carol Sue, aka Nani Boss, Lady Canna, live from Vero Beach with two sisters. Hey, good morning, everyone. My name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0, Wealth Wellness Wednesday. And in the Northeast here today, it's going to be in the low to mid 60s, a little overcast. So we're, um, excuse me, we're real excited about that. So hopefully I'll be able to get out there, get some nice fresh air. So wealth, wellness, uh, wake, up. wake up. I can't keep up with it, but a lot of times, you know, and I just want to explain this to everyone. A lot of times, you know, we always say the conversation, you know, we never know how it's going to go. We just, you know, these things pop up and we just start chatting and yes we have obviously have different theme days but uh we never know typically what the other one's gonna say say so it'll kind of like hmm what are we in for so i'm just gonna turn it over to you go ahead that, that's the cool thing about us we, we are authentically us we do as many know many of our listeners audience know we do have a theme for every day monday through friday and that is really to keep us focused, but also keep our viewers and audience focused, those that we want to impact. And we frequently, obviously, the main, the meat and potatoes of our podcast and everything with, with what we do with our customers, our clients, is all about hellness, right? Ooh, that's a new word, hellness. Wellness and how different things impact the wellness, impact your health, your mindset, all of those things encompass it. So obviously, when we first chat about wealth wellness Wednesday, that is really the forefront of that is really paying it forward, being kind to other people, really showing the understanding and embracing the impact of having a good relationship with money. And an entrepreneur has the ability, especially if you're in direct sales, you know, you what you put into your to your to your what you do what you share uh contributes to that wealth and how do we share that with others that by might be less fortunate or we are working and it's part of our journey so we might not have hit those pivotal wealth moments that we choose to and when we talk about money a lot of people have a hard time talking about that it's sometimes it's uncomfortable right but the point being some people have this misconception of networking and direct sales and don't understand that most entrepreneurs have that different money mindsets because we understand the value that when you make more money and you have more money, you can impact others in a positive way. Maybe it might be a church. Maybe you want to start your own charity. Maybe you want to assist something in your community. Maybe you just want to help out that family, that family member that's struggling. So the point of having that really healthy relationship with money is understanding that you actually do have the power to impact others. And we show that in an action on, well, on, on Wednesday, every Wednesday, by it has nothing to do with the monetary amount. It's about 
showing gratitude and, and paying it forward to others, but it has to be an unsuspecting person. That's kind of the fun about it. So we, we've always given out different examples, going to your grocery store, local store, gas station, uh, paying for somebody that's in front of you in the grocery store or behind you, the post office, a restaurant, you know, maybe you have a new server that's, you know, waiting on you at that particular place that you like to go for lunch or dinner. Give her an extra little tip and, and tell her that you're paying it forward because we ultimately understand that gratitude is the greatest of all human emotions. Now, with this particular wealth wellness wake up Wednesday, it's going to go to, go to a totally different direction, but it also impacts our health and our wellness. You know, over the last 12 months plus, We've seen a lot of things going on in our country, right? You know, we've seen the, you know, what transpired from a virus snowball into this huge, which they declared a pandemic. Some will argue that point one way or the other. So I'm not here to, to discuss that piece to it. We've also seen volatile times where bad, bad groups have come into different communities, demanding this, demanding that, destruction, and really kind of invaded people's communities in a not so good way. So I have been keeping tabs on the George Floyd trial, and this is where the wake up piece comes into. You know, I'm a type of person that I'm not going to, you know, you guys, sometimes you get that immediate response. How many of you get that immediate feeling, that gut feeling? And you want to kind of blurt it out, but you kind of wheel it back in because you know what? Especially with something that has gotten such national and, and not only national, but world attention. I always like to take a step back, wait for everything to kind of evolve, all the evidence to reveal in its good head or ugly head, whatever it may be, because a lot of times it's too easy in our society today to jump to a conclusion, to, ju to jump to an opinion without really doing whatever's going on, do justice to allow the story to evolve for facts to come out without the narratives and all the other garbage that comes out. Now, we all, I think we can all agree that the last, well, probably longer than over the last period of, of 12 months, but 12 months has definitely been highlighted how people are too quick to judge. The biggest culprit, I believe, is the media. Media and the news are too quick to judge, to get a narrative going, to stir the pot, to get those emotions gone, which when those emotions are going and they're heightened, whether we're talking about certain subjects, they impact your health and wellness especially your mindset. So during this particular trial, you know, I kind of reviewed some of the things that I knew about this case, some of the things that, you know, I had taken notes and I had said at the very beginning, there's going to be another angle of media that we're going to see. It's going to emerge. Now, how sad it is that it actually emerged so many months later, but it was admitted into evidence where you can clearly see the two different angles, the angle that the media immediately showcased to kind of stir the pot with some, some bad groups and I consider them both bad groups and to really was the catapult of the riots and all the destruction. 
Now, the angle that most people were spewed upon, and we were spewed upon, was the appearance of that particular police officer's knee on the person's neck, on George Floyd's neck. Now, at first glance, you say, oh my God, that's definitely, you know, overusing power, you know, what exactly transpired. And then when you see all the different clips that started to emerge, you, it was very clear, very clear that this man was extremely high on drugs. It was also proven from a medical perspective by a medical staff that uh, the, the ambulance people that were caring for him during the ambulance ride, the doctors and their testimonies talked about that during the trial. The evidence from the autopsy report clearly showed that this man was extremely high, uh, had many, many amounts of different types of drugs. So you, the, those are things that you can't debate. They're fact. Uh, but one of the sad things about this now is now you see this video that is was introduced as evidence from a totally different angle and actually from a clearer angle because you can clearly see that the officer's knee was not on his neck, was actually on his shoulder. And you can also see and hear George Floyd talking. And one of the doctors that was testifying also clearly, you know, they talked about the different drugs and whatnot. Um, and and the, the combat combativeness of somebody very clearly high on drugs, you know, and how their, their mindset works, what it does to the adrenaline, their heart, all these different things. And I thought this is a wake up call. If this is not a wake up pivotal moment for all of us citizens, ju not just in the United States, but in the world to understand, to jump to a conclusion with a narrative that we don't really know. Now, I'm not saying that people didn't have the right to have those opinions, because clearly the story that the media was portraying would naturally lead you to that conclusion or that feeling or that gut feeling. But what I've learned over the past years of my life, and this comes with, I think it comes with with age, it comes from experience, it comes from maturity, is that you try to like kind of wait till everything is out there before you form that opinion. And sadly, because those opinions are now proven wrong, a lot of people are eating crow. I always said the real issue at hand and the real culprit was the drug dealer and the drugs. Now, a lot of people can argue that point, but what's sad in America, besides all the different narratives that the media and some politicians would like to have you focus on, one of the things, one group of people, and we frequently have actually chatted about this on our podcast, is a class of people who not only suffered during the last 12 months bullshit that went on, but here it was paramount specifically in this case is that person that is an addict that, you know, whether it's drugs, whether it's alcohol, these are two addictions that do not get the necessary help that they need. They do, it's not publicized. It's frowned upon. There's a stigma against it. And it reared its ugly head, not only in this case, but those that were trying to get the help over the last 12 months, because a lot of states were so locked down 
that they couldn't get the help that they needed. They couldn't get their therapy. You know, there's something to say about, yes, you can do some of those things on Zoom. And we talk about that. There's something to say for somebody in recovery that needs that physical contact with that hug and that reassurance from other peers and or therapists that are really helping them with their addiction. So when I look at this, the wake up call is not only for all of us, but shame, shame, Minnesota, you just pay $27 million and that's funny to, to the to the to Floyd's family without even seeing all this evidence. And that twenty seven million dollars, gosh, couldn't have gone to help establish some recovery centers for someone like George Floyd, who is pretty evident from his whole history, not just that particular day that he was a drug addict. You know, this gentleman received, I don't know, five, six golden funerals. And there were so many people during that time frame that could not even go see their loved one, couldn't, couldn't have a funeral, couldn't be with their dying loved one. And the irony of that should be a wake-up call. And I'm going to turn it over to you because I gave a lot for, for you know, that kind of introduction, but it warrants that, you know, the, the, and I do not, I do not blame an addict. So I want to make sure that I'm clear on that. No one chooses to be an addict. And I'm sure George Floyd did not choose to, but the pattern was already there. And the first time I actually saw, because I, I do try to do my due diligence with digging and finding out things of that nature that have to go into that case, is there is a video of George Floyd Jr. at 17 years old, and I believe it was Judge Judy or you know one of those courtroom cases. It actually, I think it was Judge Judy. And George Floyd Sr., George Floyd's dad was there. And drugs and that lifestyle was already pretty evident at 17 years old. So there's a history there. Where, where were the people? And everyone says, well, you know what? People have to, they want to have to have recovery. They got to take that first step. They do. But if you've got someone in danger and at 17 years old, that young gentleman had time to kind of turn his life around. And so the families do have some responsibility. Now, I, as I said, when I say you can't force one into treatment, at 17 years old, you could have, you could have said he's an endanger to his life. And I think part of the issue, again, goes into play that there's such a stigma about people that have addiction that we kind of just, we just, we sweep it under the rug. We, it, it's too uncomfortable to chat about it. It's too, you know, there's too many emotions that go into it. But look at the, look what the end result ended up being. A country torn apart. We now know that it wasn't the officer's knee that put him in jeopardy and or killed him because he was alive and he was speaking. He wasn't suffocating. And the doctor explains all that. He was alive in the ambulance. He actually died of uh, in a, um, his heart in the hospital. That had to do with the drugs and the alcohol and all the, all the other crap that was in the system. The officers were actually doing their job, and, and I believe that was proven. So the worry now with the health and wellness and the wake-up call now come, what if the verdict, and this, is, and this is something that people have to really seriously consider, 
and rightfully so. If the verdict comes back the way that it should come back, are we going to go back to the nonsense, the destruction, the fear that these two groups really implemented, invaded all these communities with destruction. I think you're going to see a different America at this point. People are not going to stand for it. So now I'm going to turn it over to you. Wow. Um, sometimes I don't know what to say. And I think this is the case where I don't know what to say, but because I haven't been following the news a lot with that, I knew that the trial was going on. There is while we can ex explain why destruction happens as a result of something else that had happened, that doesn't mean that it's correct because a lot of lives were destroyed. A lot of businesses in, the, in many communities were destroyed and that also destroyed people's livelihoods. So I... I don't know what really more to say about that other than I think that we are headed for perhaps a summer of destruction. I hate to say that. I hope I am 100, 1000% incorrect on that. And I would just hope that, well, they've already, I, I did hear on the uh, radio going up to uh, Harvard yesterday that one of the groups and i don't know which group it was because i was trying to like huh what, what what are they talking about and then i realized what case they were talking about obviously the george floyd um trial <laughs> and something about this group has already determined that if they don't get the the verdict the outcome that they want it will be a summer of hell that's a threat. Yes, it is. It absolutely is. Um, the other thing that I would like to touch upon is photo IDs. <laughs> I've got a lot to say about that. Now, when you go to the hospital, you have to show your photo ID to prove, you know, there's no insurance fraud, funny business going on. Totally respect that. You have to show your ID when you show up at the airport. And, pro and depending on if you're checking in luggage, you still have to, you sh you're showing it at least two times, at least two times before you get to your gate <laughs> to, to prove who you are and that you're not on somebody's watch list. You need to show your photo ID to open a bank account. To, for many other different reasons. Alcohol. To buy alcohol, yeah. Even at, 60, even at 63 years young, I still have to show an ID. I don't so, know they think I'm younger than I am. But just... well, let's not go there. Okay. <laughs> but the point I'm trying to make that I am trying to make is what the flip and flippity flip with Georgia. I I'm I'm flabbergasted. Like where where is the common sense behind these decisions? Well, I think they're implementing new good laws, and I think that's yes, I what, yes, yes, I agree with that. What I think is funny 
And is also open for the discussion with the, the the IDs because there are many things that you need an ID for. You need an ID to buy a gun. You need an ID um, to even sometimes get into some of the Ubers. Some people require an ID, believe it or not. Um, there are, you know, to buy cigarettes, to buy alcohol. We already said that. Uh, there, there's a whole gamut of, of why you have to show an ID. But the laws that Georgia is changing are, are good. They're right. saying, that, you know, a bill, you know, your social security card. But what I thought was hilarious was the statement, and let me get to it, was obviously we know about Coca-Cola leaving, would, you know, doesn't want to be there, whatever. Um, and their particular, the Coca-Cola's 2020 annual meeting of a shareholder's guidance, in quotes, at the entrance to the meeting, we will verify your registration. I mean, even when I would go to uh, our direct sales national conventions, before I picked up my tickets and check into a hotel, guess what, I guess show my ID. Okay, at the entrance of the meeting, we will verify your registration and request to see your admission ticket and a valid form of photo identifi identification, such as a driver's license or passport. This is from Coca-Cola, who decided, Georgia, we're out of here. And then the MLB decide, okay, we, our all-star game is going to be in Denver. And Denver has stricter laws. So what is this really about? Right. What is it really about? What game are they playing? I, I wonder what else they have up their sleeve. Yeah, and speaking of Coca-Cola, I absolutely love this particular sparkling uh, seltzer. Like, I love it because there's no sweeteners, there's no sodium. Aha, A-H-A. And sadly, <laughs> I'm so sad, I looked and it is a product of Coca-Cola. So I'm finishing them up because I'm not going to throw them out, obviously. And uh, because I will be boycotting Coca-Cola products, the power of the consumer, I'm going to be, uh, I don't normally fly, fly Delta or American Airlines. And I thought American Airlines, maybe you should change your name. I don't know. Just, you know, why these corporations are involved with voter ID and states that are changing up their laws. I, I don't quite get that, but it really shows you that we should be awake and awoke not in the bad way like these corporations, but to understand that they are really trying to strip us of so many freedoms. And why are these corporations, why do they get their nose up the asses of politicians? Right. There's too much funny business behind the scenes with, the, with that. And... It really makes you wonder what was the, I would have loved to have been in that boardroom to hear the reasoning why they're doing that. Are they being pressured by different groups or organizations out there? And I'm not going to name names, but you know. Um, what you wonder who's doing who. I mean, you do you do wonder that because there's no plausible. But again, just as the George Floyd case, you know, until everything is really out, 
you know, we don't know. We, we don't know why these corporations are getting so involved with a, a local state's politician and then, you know, the higher level with, with voter ID. We don't know that. But it, it does make you kind of wonder and what else is out there. And I think that's part of really what's transpired over the last, really the last year and the last couple of years is that we do understand that the American people are kind of peons when it comes to this stuff. You know, not, you know, like we've been fooled. Like they consider us peons that we're not knowledgeable enough. Them. They're not gonna dig. They're not gonna like ask questions. They're just gonna kind of do what they're told. They're gonna trust the people in government. And it, it just starts, you just kind of questions things that like, what, what was the real narrative? What was the agenda behind the agenda? Because we, as we frequently talk about, there's always a story behind the story. Don't you agree? There is always a story behind the story and a story that we have yet to, to determine what that is. So I wonder where that one is going because I think there's going to be a lot of fallout. And although I, you know, with boycotts, <coughs> excuse me, isn't it funny? And, and I want to go back to the Goya boycott. Yes. In that one week, I think it was that, that everybody went out and bought Goya products. Now, will that happen with Coca-Cola? I don't think so because I'm not going to be buying from it. But what does what does a boycott do? It gives you the power as a consumer to show your reaction to their dumb ass. Uh, don't ask, don't tell. Their involvement with it. And that's true. And, and, and because really, as Americans, as consumers, there is little we can do. We, we talk about, okay, you know, voting different people in. Well, we already know the elections are not really on the up and up, and that needs to change. So we de definitely know that we need election reform. We also know, because we are a small entity, the, the best way to hit any state and or corporation is in their pocket, in the wallet, because that's the only thing that seems to resonate with them. So while, you know, I want to look for more, you know, because obviously I love these seltzers, so I'm going to start looking, doing my research to find other companies. And, you know, that does take a little bit of time, but how easy it is to not buy something. A boycott is the easiest way. So yes, I'm one person, you're one people. If everyone has that same mentality, so I'm only one, of course we're not gonna get anything done. But collectively, we are bigger united, where you know, more that you can get your point across by, by a boycott. And we saw, clearly saw that with uh, not only Goya products, but also MyPillow, that that company who uh you know he's a conservative and was really you know let out to dry by so many people so people started buying their products well that helped him it helped goya it helped other companies we can do the reversal of that and not buy you know choose to do business maybe with smaller corporations smaller business upcoming businesses that don't want to get in the political arena, just, just want to be an entrepreneur and, and show that they have a good product. So, you know, we do have a responsibility as consumers 
And the only way that we can get our voice heard is through the almighty dollar. You hit them where it hurts, you hit them in their profit margin, and you say no more. You, you have no right to get involved with politics. You have no rights unless you are, you know, supporting and helping others. You know, you want to make an impact and you feel a certain race can't get an ID, which is so ridiculous because there's so many places that you can get an ID today that that's that basically is saying that a certain group of people are too ignorant. And, and those people should be pissed off. I would be pissed off if someone told me that I'm too ignorant and I don't know how to get an ID. That would piss the shit out of me. Tell me I can't do something. I don't know how to do something. Well, I've got a brain. God gave me a brain and I can figure it out. And if I don't know, I also can ask somebody for help. So why we, instead of, you know, shutting a whole race down and saying, well, you know, it's too difficult for them. For them, that's, that's such a great thought. That's BS, that's absolute BS. And that's further dividing the country apart, which that's what our politicians, both Dems and Republicans want. Not all Republicans, not all Dems. I want to make that very, very clear. That's true. There's so good, there's good on there's good on both sides. There's a lot of bad on both sides. And I think it's really up to the American people. Say, look at we want, we want to live in harmony. We want to have success with entrepreneurs. We want somebody to have that American dream. But we also want to be treated with dignity, not like we're stupid, that we're in a, you know, that we're not capable of learning new things, helping our fellow man. Like if I had someone that I knew needed a uh, an ID and didn't know how to, how to didn't know like like what building do I go to? Of course I'm going to help them out. It doesn't mean they're ignorant. It's just they need they need some help. When did asking for help and getting assistance in a direction or learning something be a bad thing? And that's I, that's a that's a stigma against all races. Right, because it's showing that, you know, certain races are not gonna help other races. Like, let's stop div the division. Let's just stop it and say, you know what? If we know, like even different communities, if you have a community that you feel might have a lot of those issues, guess what? Bring people in there to assist them. Say, hey, if you don't know, maybe you don't have a vehicle, let me take you there. Or better yet, set up a mobile unit of, okay, everyone that doesn't have a voter ID, we're gonna do, they have mobile, um, what do you call it, mobile vets, there's there's uh, mobile registration, there's mobile everything nowadays, right? So why can't you just set up a mobile area in different communities that you, you, you know might have issues trying to get to, or even the transportation, and bring it to them? There's so many, there's so many things where people start brainstorming and I think part of the problem that I see, and this is my personal opinion, is people have to put all the junk aside, be part of the solution and stop being a part of the problem. So true. So true. And on that note, on this wealth, wellness, woke Wednesday, I forgot the tagline there. Wake up, wake up. Wake up. All right. Wake up. I'm not sure that I'm quite awake yet. That's but okay. In any event, it is Wednesday, April 7th. How are you going to spread the good goodness in your community or be a part of the solution? This was a great conversation, sometimes off topic, always 
always with the intent of sharing what we're passionate about. Maybe that'll get you thinking on how you want to be a part of the solution. My name is Janice, aka Wellness Diva 5.0, and I am with two sisters. And this is Carol Sue, aka Naughty Boss Lady Canna, live from a gorgeous Vero Beach. I'm going to go get some fit in the water today. The water's a little bit cooler, but that's okay. That's not going to stop my fit. We are definitely working our land and water challenge. Probably within the next six weeks, you're going to start seeing some information on that. Because you know what? People want to start getting, you know, not that they, you know, of course, the weather in Florida is always beautiful for the most part. Up north, they're starting to get into those, those good terms. It's a great time to start thinking up, okay, I've been working on my health and wellness journey, but now I'm going to introduce more fitness into it. So we're going to really help you with that. But go ahead, go out there, pay that kindness forward. And remember, gratitude is the greatest of all human emotions. We will see you tomorrow for trending thursday i wonder what's going to be trending i think a lot of things you guys have a great day bye everyone